you're strong, you can fly, you can reach the other side of the podcast. It's alright, sit and chill, there's an hour left to fill and we gotta go fast. That's what song makes sense. GHC, GHC, GH, say your nuts and train no drinkers. GHC. Knock, knock, it's Nathan. Howdy, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome back to the GHZ, a podcast about Sonic the Hedgehog. On behalf of my three fellow co-hosts, happy Saturday, and we are so happy you're here. Happy Saturday. We ain't there yet. It's 2 2 Sonic Joshua and it's 2 30 a.m. Oh, that's rubbish. All right, next time. It's fine. Hello, it's me again. Yes, loving it. Uh, theme tune still golden, isn't it? I always enjoy listening to myself. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all I've got for you. I'm half asleep. It's fine. <laughs> Grant, you tell him what's going on. Oh, uh, yeah, this is Grant. And then my name's Grant. I'm another one of the co-hosts and uh, wide awake here. Uh, very excited for this episode. Excited to talk uh, about the second movie with you guys and uh, want to invite you to be part of the conversation with us by joining our discord where the link is in the description, following us on Twitter at GHC podcast, subscribing to us on YouTube, leaving comments. However, you're listening to us. We're happy that you're with us. Here we go. And I'm Leif, the podcast mascot. Just like a certain adorable sidekick in the hit movie Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I am, of course, referring to Tom Wachowski. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jojo. He's so handsome. (laughs) Or Wade. Yeah. There are many adorable sidekicks. Yeah. Yeah, the movie is rife with sidekicks. Holy shit, yeah. So we should say right up top that... uh, this is we're going to be going open spoilers for this episode. The four of us have finally all seen the movie, so mm. we're going to be diving in and we're assuming that you've seen the movie too. If you have not yet seen Sonic the Hedgehog 2, it's now playing in theaters. Go see it. Come back to this episode after you've seen it. Yeah. Put us on pause. Enjoy in full. Put us on yeah. pause. You can enjoy Lee's Lee's podcast mascot reference this week and then that's it. <laughs> that's if you haven't seen the movie. Well, pre pre spoilers, it's really good. Go see it. Um mm. Your mileage may vary. I know some people are upset about it, but that's it. End end of pre-spoilers. Now only spoilers. We'll play a sound effect or something. Big terrifying. <laughs> Do you st- also say your mileage may vary over there? You don't say your kilometerage may vary? Because we're fucking well, measuring things in miles? kilometers, mate. We have miles <laughs> as well. It's all kilometers per hour. <laughs> that's not a Sonic character. <laughs> Look, that's exactly that's like a someone's OC, I guess. I don't know. Um they have that in Ireland, if you must know, and in, I guess, all of the rest of Europe. Oh, wait, I say the rest of Europe. <laughs> We're not in Europe anymore. Oh, yeah. Right. Thanks, the Just Tories. Like unanchored, um, floating off into the ocean. Yeah, it kind of feels that way. I kind of wish we would. Just just sink us now. <laughs> Go the way of Atlantis. Just fuck it off. We'll become legend. <laughs> or maybe not legend, but more just like, you know. Oh, yeah. Those yeah, guys. remember those wankers? Yeah. <laughs> No, good. <laughs> Self-hating British guy. That's a new one for the internet, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, the so back really to good. the movie. <laughs> the movie's really good. 
I personally am slowly sinking into my own personal ocean over here, but however, <laughs> the, the movie's really good. <laughs> good so last it. week we heard Josh and Lee give some spoiler-free review feedback. So Nathan, uh, I guess before we get into the specifics of the movie, just sort of what's your top-line reaction to Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Okay, um, I liked it. It was pretty good. Um, it was a, It's a kid's movie, much like the first movie, and so like... <laughs> yes. In that context, you know, I tried to appreciate it on that level. And um, I think in some ways I liked the first movie more than this movie. But then in other ways, this second movie has way more action and way more high points than the first movie. Yeah. So I'm excited to rewatch it again at home. I probably will not go to see it a second time in theaters, but who knows? Maybe I'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I have seen it twice in theaters, uh, which is because I'm an insane person. Uh, and the first time I saw it, it was a sort of a, yeah. I mean, a smaller, it was smaller crowd. So I was excited to go see it with like a big full crowd opening weekend. And it really delivered on that front. There was a lot of kids there. Nice. There's a lot of like applause breaks and cheering. Um, and and I, I kind of love that stuff. With the That's always the experience. best. I love those experiences too. Yeah. God. But I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. I think it's I think it's yeah, I think it's pretty good. Um uh it definitely checks a lot of Sonic fan boxes. There are there is, there are some ways in which I feel like the first movie is maybe a little tighter. Yeah. Uh for sure. possibly, but there's there's so much to like as a Sonic fan in this one and yeah. we're going to get into that. Um oh, yes. that I I was just kind of grinning for most of the the time experience. I so I guess just first of all, Tails and Knuckles um obviously are in it. And I guess what I've been dying to share with you guys is that this movie has totally, it's not that I ever disliked Tails. I've always liked Tails just fine, but I think maybe I've been sort of lukewarm on Tails <gasps> in the past. What? We've talked about Tails at length in our in our Tails episode, which you can go check out. And I, I like Tails just fine. Uh, but this movie, I love Tails. Tails was so goddamn cute and Colleen's performance was so good uh, yeah. that I kind of wish we got to spend even more time with Tails. He gets a little lost in the action. He gets sidelined halfway through the movie and then kind of comes back. Um, but his moment where he gets to shine is in that early part of the movie and up to the dance battle, which we can talk about. Uh, but particularly the moment. So this is just now we're getting into spoilers, uh, particularly the moment where uh, they've Sonic and Tails are connecting after having won the dance battle and Tails gives him a hug and then Sonic puts the blanket over Tails and then Tails' two Tails cover Sonic as a blanket. It was so goddamn cute. I lost my fucking shit. I was so happy with that moment and I just went, ah, that Aw. was That was one of my yeah. favorite moments of the movie. I think it might be one of the best emotional beats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a, it was popular in the cinema we, we were at where we saw it. Yeah, it was popular with me at yeah. least yeah it oh was yeah cute. i heard i heard you all in gear like oh that's cute there was something anything happened i was like flapping my arms like pointing at the screen like lee look look yeah, he's like put your arms down you're bucking up your forget you though because it's for one zero punch because it just sonic mm. putting the blanket on tails that would have been cute enough but then they do yeah. the surprise oh his fluffy tails has been a blanket for sonic and it's like oh They're that's bros. cute as well and then they care about yeah and then the scene ends and it leaves you with it for a moment and then they come back and give you a gag as well so it's like okay we're not yeah. getting too selfie but we're also not undercutting that moment they still give you the no, pause exactly yeah, they didn't make a yeah. joke out of what happened. They just had a joke to kind of cap it off, which was nice enough. And yeah, looking at like Tails and Sonic's 
in that order. Yeah, you believe it. Um, looking at their relationship in the games recently, I look at colors. I think like shifted it up a little bit and kind of modernized their dynamic a little bit. And they had like a couple of old mates, and they just kind of take the piss out of each other. And but they're just like a couple of you know a couple of bros just like yeah let's go do the thing all right cool yeah <laughs> yeah you're a dickhead hey yeah you too you yeah, know whatever let's not get too close though like that's just fucking yeah. no home the timeline is so um, but... so condensed in this movie right like it, it's like sonic and tails barely have any time together to like develop a relationship so it it does sort of primarily happen in like two scenes yeah right i suppose it does f- maybe i don't know i don't want to say it feels unearned but it's nice and it feels it felt natural, maybe because I already know the characters, but it feels nice. It feels natural, and it feels like charming and sensitive, and you know, it's yeah, it's good. It isn't. It doesn't feel like they're not like forced or arm's length or anything like that. Which we're so used to that kind of thing. It's nice to see them get to know each other. I suppose, even if yeah, it could have had more room to breathe. I guess that would have been. Nice. I think they did a really good job with, I guess, the amount of time they had and yeah. the amount of ground that they had to cover to get to. Where he wanted it. Yeah, I definitely would have appreciated a got more focus on the Sonic and Tails relationship, but I think some yeah. moments like that post This movie's like is, packed yeah. out, isn't it? Like it's definitely still like Sonic versus the bad guy. And in this case, there are two bad guys. So Knuckles gets like equal billing kind of thing and Robotnik. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it did feel a little bit to the side. And then obviously, <laughs> and then Tom gets even less screen time, but that's, a, that's another thing. So yeah. But I think out of the three, oh, sorry, the three main characters, I thought I think I liked Tails' characterization the best, honestly, but that's also probably because it's the closest one to the games. Mm. Um, I still like Sonic in this movie, even though I think they kind of dialed him up to 11 in this, and there were a lot of times throughout this movie that I feel like he annoyed me more than um, <laughs> <laughs> he endeared oh, no. himself to me. Like, he... Uh, I'll say this, right? Nobody should take my movie um, opinion seriously because I am a man child who loves the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? But you know how people like complain about those Marvel movies being too quippy? I have never thought that that is like actually true or it's never bothered me in any of the MCU films. But this movie, the first two scenes in it with the Sonic uh, fighting criminals in Seattle and then um, whatever came after that, oh, that Home Alone scene. Down the boat. Yeah, uh, Sonic needs to, Sonic talks too much, <laughs> but yeah. it makes a lot yes, of maybe. references, yes, and it like does. makes sense yeah. in the characterization of it in terms of how we know that this Sonic was brought up as like a loner who was watching movies like a creep through the Wachowskis window. But it is a lot. It, it is like a lot of like references that I even had the thought while watching. Is like, man, I wonder how dated this movie is going to feel mm. in a couple years time yeah especially um, with all the needle drops too yeah in particular i guess i kind of want to talk about that i felt like uptown funk could have been a better song choice for their dancing <laughs> yeah the 2014 song just feels like it's not old enough and not new enough to be mm. the right choice it seemed like that. such a strange choice to me and i did not like that scene honestly <laughs> yeah in universe, it feels like conceivably a song that Sonic could have come across. But then he had that old school tape deck in his cave. You know, he had the kind of like old. He's watching fucking Speed for God's sake, man! Like he could have like slapped on some Bobby Brown or something. Do you know what I mean? And like and thrown or, down properly. Yeah. If they really wanted to go Bruno Mars or something, why not like actually commission a new remix with like some Sega or Sonic, Sonic inspired like in beats to it into it. See, yeah. I would have appreciated that, but it's just like straight up Uptown Funk. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, at the risk of like um, 
diverging too much from that particular because we can talk about Bruno Mars as long as you like. Don't worry about it. I, I mean, why not say. just why not get Silk Sonic? It's right there. <laughs> yeah. Bruno Mars is in Silk Sonic. There you go. It's fucked up, isn't it? There needed to be more Sonic music in this thing. That's why yes. I, I have to get that off my chest because it's sat, it's just on my chest right now. I can barely breathe. So, where's the Sonic music? There's just fucking Green Hill Zone for the ringtone. It, it's and for nothing. Yeah. It's the one thing to be dialed back on from the first movie. Yeah, what the mm-hmm. fuck? There was less. <laughs> How yeah, did you just, do that? You get a little tease of the, like just the tiny bit of the drowning theme in that scene. Like, so in the I've second heard. Movie. I haven't listened back oh, to the did soundtrack. You not, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't, hear I didn't clock time. that either. No. Either time that I saw it, I was kind it's of looking really for subtle, it. It's really subtle. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, again, like I wish that there was more kind of like overt references to sonic music for sure. Yeah, but not like but maybe it's like weave... a rights thing with dreams come true. Especially, it's almost definitely. But I'll weave it in there a little bit because they could use it for the marketing. Maybe that was the deal they had. I guess we'll never know. Sure. Get Master on the phone. Um, but you know, like they had the Emerald Hill theme for the trailer, and it was awesome, dude. And that's that not so in the cool. movie. How cool mm-hmm. would that have been to hear that when the title came up? Da, 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 That's da, what da, I was da, expecting. Da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah. Or even, oh man, you know, in a world, in a world, where in a world where we could actually have like the Sonic theme tune when yeah. the title mm-hmm. come up and have the, 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 you know. Isn't, isn't <sighs> that the damnedest thing? The Mario movie had the Mario theme song. The upcoming oh, Mario that. movie is going to have the Mario theme song. It's just like given and the Sonic theme song, you never get the Sonic theme song. Yeah, it's because Sega yeah. wouldn't fucking pay for it. I thought Paramount at least would shell out. They got that Transformers money, man. Come on. <laughs> they have. They made yeah. a fucking billion dollars off of those silly fucking movies, man. Pay for it. Paramount. I think sometimes with these situations, it's just like even money can't solve some of these <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> issues, but I mean, enough money I'm can sure. solve anything. I'm sure they could, <laughs> they could just write just a blank check. Just yeah, draw a little I, squiggle of Sonic in the corner, which would be like... Well, of course, then again, like, right, what's the return on investment for that and then pleasing the four of us specifically and nobody <laughs> else on the planet? It would be at least 12 people that would be excited. Yeah, there's that. dozens of us. There's dozens. absolutely dozens of there us. There's at least a uh, dozen of us. I mean, it is, it is a missed opportunity because the music in the series is so iconic and, yeah. you know, there there's so many... I don't know. There's definitely an opportunity. Like, okay, so again, we're in spoiler territory. So they're teasing Shadow for the third movie. You've got to, you've got to get some of that Sonic Adventure two music in there. You've got to get Live and Learn. It better be if they don't have Shadow. Live and Learn in the next movie. Like, come on, what are you doing? Mm. The kids are very excited to hear it. That's been all over the internet for quite a while. Oh, are they? I, I, I couldn't give a toss to be honest. But like the kids, they're in, they're into it. I'd rather hear Open Your Heart. That's another story. But yeah, I mean, why not? Like they had, because there was staying on the music topic. They had some strange choices. Like they didn't necessarily, you know, they went out of place. But like Robotnik fires up his robot and he starts playing fucking Pantera. I shit myself. Yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, fucking, I love this fucking song. And then it played for like three seconds and then just stopped. And that was one yeah. thing I noticed actually about the soundtrack is like they'd have loads of licensed songs in there, but they stood out less to me because they'd play for like five to 10 seconds and then just stop. Whereas in the first movie, yeah. they used a lot of licensed songs, but they used them in like quite a funny way. Um, yeah. Like that whole bar fight, slow motion scene, mm. you get like a whole song. Yeah. Essentially, almost, boom, yeah. Boom, boom. yeah. And then like when he's, when he goes slow motion on the building uh, as well, when he's like fucking around with the rockets and everything, 
Like, it, yeah. The songs have like time to breathe. And we only got one <laughs> slow motion scene in this one, right? And it was the like the whatever ice cap snowboarding scene, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was it. Yep. Yeah, it plays a. Uh, I think it's an Andy Williams oh, song. That's it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah that's definitely. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so we're mm. we're jumping all over the place, uh, yeah. but let's. Uh, I don't know. Where do we want to dial we'll in? Let's talk, I mean, let's talk about let's talk about Knuckles. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about Tails. So Knuckles about is. Knuckles. Let's talk about Tails. Let's talk about Knuckles. Knuckles is in this movie even more than I thought he was going to be. Knuck, and uh, I was very ha- as a big Knuckles fan. Uh, I, I was very happy with his characterization, with his design, with the voice performance. Yeah. Um, kind of like Nathan said, I, I I think I liked Tails the most of the three, uh, but I was definitely very satisfied with Knuckles. I felt like they they got the characterization just right, where he's naive and you can make jokes about how naive is. Like big laughs at both screenings when he's they're looking at the texts from <laughs> yeah. Sonic to Tom. Oh, that scene dot, was great. Dot, <laughs> dot, 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 <laughs> dot, 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 dot. That was really good. Yeah, I think this is like, the dumbest Knuckles has ever been represented in a voiced uh, capacity. Mm. Outside of Boom, he's yeah. dumber in Sonic. Oh, of, really? Yeah, it was is a different. He? It was a different. Kind oh, he's of not dumb. so much dumber in Boom. Oh, yeah, I guess it was I haven't a different kind of. That. He was just inexperienced. He'd never seen a text message before. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Cut the guy some slack. You know, exactly. He's just mm. like some like tribal warrior from an Aztec style. Like culture, he doesn't know. He yeah. doesn't know the. He doesn't, he doesn't know, know the robots. <laughs> but there were some good laughs, and it yeah. wasn't as cheesy as I thought. There were um, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, he's he's a bit of a Drax." But Lee actually, and I'm going to credit you this one, mate. Oh, Lee pointed you. out he's he's definitely a, he's he's more of a wolf, isn't he? He's a wolf, he's very much oh, a wolf. He's absolutely mm. a wolf. Everyone's saying he's a Drax, he's this and that, but he's definitely a wolf, man, and I like that. Well, Drax is also, in his own way, kind of like a modern take on Worf, I think. I a little guess, more self-aware. He, I'm always thinking, I suppose, like in the context of the second film where he is just a complete dickhead. Uh, in the first film, definitely, he's, he's much more stoic. And I think that was a bit more interesting. When he does have funnier lines, they stand out more. Um, but it didn't, feel, it didn't feel too derivative or anything. He still had some nice bits. When he's climbing, okay, right, very cool to see him climbing up the wall after they like yes. you know, have that fight with the car and i was like yeah there he goes and then he does a whole bit like yeah your pathetic robots were not oh they are stairs it's fine he <laughs> doesn't know about <laughs> robots doesn't know about them yeah he's just like oh oh I, it's it's fine yeah i liked that his his like they get the jokes there but it doesn't undercut his threat level he's yes. still very much mm-hmm. like a believable, you know, Tails calls him the fiercest warrior in the gap. I was also surprised that Sonic meets Knuckles before he meets Tails. That yeah. one, like a flag was oh, raised. Yeah. I was like, what? This is, this is out of order. What is going on before <laughs> Tails hits? Uh, oh man, actually, I mean, I, I'm trying to not be too scatterbrained here, but like, no, please do. Uh, but Tails hits Knuckles with the car. And then I just felt like Jim Carrey's robotic, his physicality was so good in this one. He does this like double take <laughs> when that happens, that just killed me. Uh, and then they hit him with the car too. And he's like licking, licking the windshield. I yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> I forgot all of that. Cause I was just thinking about the bit after where he's on the, he jumps off that tractor and just gives it a little boot. Yeah. <laughs> he takes the lawnmower. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking killed me. That, tr- that killed him in the cinema. <laughs> That whole, yeah, it really did. That whole scene, that whole scene, really enjoyed it. Everything from Robotnik and and Knuckles turning up at the house to Tails rescuing him and everything sort of, like, that was just really well done. I loved that whole bit. 
was just wonderful. The characters were introduced really well. They got a lot of chance to like play off of each other. And yeah, it just it felt really, really nice, really well paced. Everyone got a moment. Um, Tails has got all that gear though, and he drives in a fucking car. Yeah. Yeah. I did like yeah that they really <laughs> put a heavy focus on Tails's gadgets and him being like a mm. tinkerer. Ah, but he wasn't. He wasn't a Jimmy Neutron. He wasn't fucking some insufferable little smug little piece of shit well, boy genius. I don't know he was anything about Jimmy Neutron other than the good. Name, so I'll take your word on for it. it that way. <laughs> he was still like he was still just like a, a sweet kid that just liked yeah. to tinker with machines. And I'm like, he definitely had that. He had that kind of naivety. And I think that was the bit of a running theme through it, wasn't it? That like a lot of the characters in the first film was a lot of like characters dealing with loneliness and in this it's like they're still kind of dealing with loneliness in their own ways as well like tails is doing that knuckles is alone tails alone sonic's figuring things out and but they're all kind of unsure of themselves and all kind of like naive in their own ways and you know it's just interesting to see how they all interact in that space yeah i will say um for knuckles's voice performance from idris uh Mm. i (laughs) i thought he was you know, good and fine and all that. But I don't think I was able to separate my uh, recognition of him as Idris Elba from the character. So it was that thing where every time Knuckles talked, I was like, oh, that's Idris talking. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Interesting. For me, I I was able to kind of lose that that uh, association and just think of him as knuckles but it, but to be honest and we talked about this a little bit last week i've never been able to separate sonic from ben schwartz mm-hmm. and there's even a moment where i think there's like yeah. a parks and rec callback where he goes you're the like that's like a direct reference to like his parks and rec character i think yeah it, it is, absolutely yeah. was yeah um but then i agree with that too actually and i think it was yeah definitely played up more as like ben schwartz in this movie compared to the first one i feel like and yeah so that's why i think maybe that's part of the reason why i think i liked or i thought tails was the most best represented in this because he was the closest again like to the games and yeah colleen did a great job um mm. with the emotions of it and like playing off of both sonic and knuckles and everybody else in the movie yeah yeah i really loved colleen in this um because i'm not like I wasn't a huge fan of her tales in the games or Sonic Boom, but then I'm sort of realizing, oh, it's not the performance, it's not the voice, yeah. it's just what she was working with. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, because of course it's going to sound irritating and insufferable if the lines are irritating and insufferable. Yeah. Yeah, it was similar when she did OKKO. OK I was like, oh, this is like so much, so much more charming than the games mm-hmm. and Sonic Boom, where he's yeah, he is a bit, a bit, a bit of an according to my calculations, he's one of those. Yeah, so I can't be with that man. Yeah, whereas I really liked what we did in the little recurring almost sort of a catchphrase in this where it's like oh yeah. only sonic the hedgehog would know how to trust sonic that, the hedgehog I, just this <laughs> he was a, he was a sonic Shandler. the hedgehog would need to be rescued this many times yeah so good such a, a cute fucking thing he was a sonic fanboy and that's the whole that's the character in it that's going way back you know he tails heard about sonic and thought sonic was cool and used to get bullied for his two tails and so he went he was like well i want to go and hang out with the sonic guy because he seems cool and then just like followed him and and tried to like copy him and stuff and and like that was kind of that element was in there it's a bit more you know 
jazzed up like he's sat yeah. on his fucking planet he's with his watching like, it from across the universe yeah he's got his sick <laughs> fucking gamer dual monitor setup and he's like you know <laughs> he's like watching he's got, this he's like watching on a yeah. twitch.tv slash sonic the hedgehog <laughs> yeah. yeah so he's got that whole arrangement but it didn't detract from the character he was still yeah, he's still kind of like shy and like you know he's a bit bashful and stuff and like he's he still had his little backstory of how he was teased. I'm not a field and... agent, he says. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wish oh, that they had shown geez. a little bit of that, like him like observing Sonic instead of just kind that of telling us that he did that. Just yeah. like even yeah. a quick shot would have gone a long way to kind of like sell I would that. Have liked more build up to that. You could um there's a there's a couple of scenes in this movie you could probably cut for time and um maybe yeah have a couple of minutes extra of tails just getting ready and going on the yeah. mission rather than just appearing but then they we but, could have uh, used more tails but then he they had i suppose maybe they were kind of hamstrung by the fact that in the first movie they'd already shown him turning up so having that as not the first point you see him in this movie maybe would have been a bit weird i don't know i, I do agree there that was that's the one thing i felt was missing um, because they have that little scene where Tails is like, oh, I was I was made fun of because I had two Tails, but then I saw you're different and all that. And it's like, yeah. okay, mm. that's a cute backstory, but I wish you were showing it us instead of yeah, just telling, just telling, telling yeah. us yeah. after the fact. But then it's right like... Right there, you, yeah, would have been a perfect moment. Yeah, I guess, I guess that would be nice as a flashback because you can't really do it at the beginning because then you've got your opening with Eggman and then to have like another opening with Tails, it's like, come on, we want to get Sonic. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been it's funny because we get oh, and I think like they, yeah, we were you about to say the same thing, Grant, about like we get the one with the Knuckles's backstory, like with a really yeah, cool kind get... of like animated sequence. They could have done the same thing for Tails. Mm. And we get mm. baby Knuckles. We've had yeah. baby Sonic in the first one, and we get baby Knuckles in this one, mm. but we don't get baby Tails. Yeah, Tails is Tails Tails baby Knuckles. Oh, yes. but think about um, how cute he would be. <laughs> the only thing that I think they really missed on Tails, and our friend David the Lurker from Sonic Retro in the Discord brought this up, so credit to him, is that at the we get Chili Dogs from Sonic. Knuckles asks about grapes at the end. Big opportunity, because they're talking about ice cream at the end of the movie, for Tails to mention that he would want mint ice yes, cream it's yes. true they totally missed that it. layup and then if, and then tails breaks into the death egg robot at the end and there's lightning all around and there's another opportunity mm. for tails to be scared of lightning so yeah two missed layups there fucked up fucked up big it's time. interesting too yeah. because they clearly telegraph at the beginning of the movie about how sonic can't swim and then it pays off later in the and it does again yes they should have done that yeah. get pat casey on the phone honestly they, well, we'll, we'll hold his feet not... to the fire next week <laughs> <Pat joins laughs> us, so, so stick around that's the first question. Like, um, now in the Sonic Bible, Tails clearly states that he like, uh, no. Um, oh, I was gonna like switch topics a little bit and say that I found it strange that I actually did like the human characters in this one a lot more than I thought I was going to, and I think that oh. their scenes and the drama around that are some of the most interesting parts of the movie, actually. So maybe it's time to open this can of worms because the the scene that's getting the most like dislike maybe the most hate even is the wedding scene. Oh, is it? But I got to say, I liked it. Both, I was going to say at both screenings I went to the biggest laugh from the whole movie was the gun reveal. And then particularly the priest, <laughs> priest? she's like, yeah. even you are you yes. in it? And the priest opens the Bible to reveal a gun. Yeah. That was great. Big laugh, yeah. big, big laugh. Um, yeah. So I, it, it felt a bit long, I think is like the thing that mm. is the knock against it. And you, it feels like maybe that could have been truncated a bit, that whole sequence. Sure. Um, 
But. And, you know, it's it's tough because it's also it doesn't really connect to the rest of the movie very well. Like it's very yeah. tangential. Um, yeah. That's but I think why, it like pays off with the gun time. reveal. Yeah. And I think it, the twist about like um, the marriage and what's actually going on there was interesting and something that I was not expecting. And I think out of it. Yeah. I liked mm-hmm. Rachel, the, the sister who's getting married her relationship with Tom and all that being kind of like antagonistic, but also like her wanting to mend the bridge and all that. I thought that was all like well done and pretty interesting. I think out of all those characters, the one who gets the shafted the most is Jojo, the young girl who gets like almost oh, nothing yeah. to do in this movie. Yeah. yeah she's she's barely in it. Yeah. And Maddie's Maddie gets kind of, I mean, Maddie oh, yeah. gets like the, the break in sequence Yeah, and they have like a, a very cute thing of um, Maddie and Rachel. They do like the handshake. That's pretty memorable. Yeah. I like that's that. Yeah. Cool. Maddie got some good yeah quality screen time in this one it was yeah it was Unlike a nautilus, first movie. it was a nod little thing in the first movie that jojo wasn't more important because she gives sonic his iconic shoes yeah, yeah. Like that, that and it was a really heartwarming moment in the first movie it's like oh my goodness this pure innocent child she's looked at sonic's feet and said no one needs to see that and given him lovely <sighs> his lovely sonic <laughs> shoes <laughs> Yeah, that was lucky. It would have been it? cool to have like a little moment of recognition with Jojo mm. and Sonic. You yeah. know what I mean? Of that like Jojo, nice. good to see you again or something. Yeah, Sonic interacts more with the dog than he does with her, which is not yeah. at all with her. Also, the dog is uh that's a what happens to the dog? The Robotnik breaks into the house with Knuckles and mm. then the house is like blown up. What happened to the dog? <laughs> oh yeah, do we see it? Again later, I don't is remember picking okay? up on that third or not. I don't know. Don't There's know a website it, yeah. for that. Well, There's R.I.P. There's the dog die.com and uh, we'll go on there and have a look. We'll, we'll find dead. out with the rest of you. Yeah. Unclear. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just it's, it's anyone's <laughs> guess. Um, oh, and like yeah, like Stone was great, and I like I thought Wade was oh. really good in this one too. I like I don't. I might be a little though. biased yeah, because this one. that yeah. actor looks a lot like one of my friends, and so every time I see him, I think he's like my friend. Adam Polly is his name. He's, yeah, uh, he's, he's a good, yeah, that. funny comedian. Yeah, he got some good stuff to do in this one. Yeah, do a tweet at him, Nathan, and tell him. <laughs> yeah, maybe Will you be my friend, Adam? You look like my friend. Maybe we are friends. Maybe we are friends already. We could be. Just <laughs> yeah. kidding. Unless. Unless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stone was great. Um, could have used even more stone. More stone. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about the human characters, and we're we're sort of talking around Robotnik. Yeah. Um, oh, we'll get that. which uh, which he uh, was great. Um, I hope this is not the last appearance of Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik because mm. I feel like we need we need yeah. more. But it was it was it was like this is the Robotnik from the you know it's not exactly Robotnik from the games, but it's like pretty darn close. Uh, yeah. He's got the mustache, he's got the outfit, he's got the goggles, he's got the right level of menace. He he's mm. um, he's bald. I was very happy with this. He's yeah. bald. Yeah. yeah, which is finally finally like useful. I mean, come on, in the first one that was some Hollywood bullshit that we got a Doctor Eggman with hair. People can so, be bald. Why? What? Even if he had like a toupee on or something, like. Or I thought, like in the first one, he was gonna throw out. He was gonna transform. So like he would be literally tearing his hair out because he's trying to catch his hedgehog kind of thing. Or like, you know. But yeah, they could have. Bald people it, exist. Can you not just do that? It's, it's the same time every time they reboot Superman, whether it's a TV show, a movie, a comic book, a video game, whatever. 
it's always like, oh, look at this handsome Lex Luthor with his head full of hair. Hope nothing happens to it at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it sure would be a shame if kryptonite was radioactive to hair. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's fucking stupid, isn't it? You don't have to have a fucking, yeah, the Hollywood origin of, of Robotnik's baldness. Just get on with it. It's fine. Yeah, but they did, and like, they did, and here he is. Yeah, and, he's and like, we've got really unhinged in this one. <laughs> he really is, yeah. But that's that. See, that's it. Like, I, in my, in my mind, that is where I think of things. So, of course, um, I didn't like compartmentalize him with the human characters because to me now he is separate he's like he is a cartoon character he is yeah. the game character and so he was even yeah, more menacing than i was expecting like i was actually kind of surprised at how mm-hmm. kind of like maybe dark i guess i don't know if that's the right word for it but yeah yeah but we, because he does he gets to do the whole bit doesn't he and we see elements of the game character he's after the chaos emeralds again it's great he wants ultimate power but then he actually absorbs that emerald himself and that's a different direction we haven't seen before and when he does he gets creepy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and it's yeah. cool <laughs> it was, I was just yeah he goes like real like fucked up like ursula from little mermaid creepy yeah that's and, a good kind of comparison oh, yeah kind of like well, yeah, dark suit and... yeah because i was thinking of like we were saying earlier on that like all oh, maybe there's some stuff in there that's a bit too intense for the younger kids. And I was like, yeah, shit, dude. If I was five and I saw this movie, I would just crap myself at, at Eggman when he goes nuts <laughs> with the green eyes and everything. That would be too much for me, man. I couldn't, because I, I couldn't handle Ursula from Little Mermaid. So that's why that came to my head, you know. Oh, yeah. um, and he's got a couple creepy lines. He's like, he says to Wade something like, I can smell, or maybe he says it to Stone, mm. I can smell the electricity in your brain. Yeah. It's like, ooh, is he going to eat his brain? Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of Adam... Pally or uh, uh, Polly as Wade. Uh, mm. Also, another one of my favorite lines in the movie is after. So, Sonic and Tails have the map. Uh, they escape oh, yeah. from yes. uh, Eggman and Knuckles and they go to Wade's garage. <laughs> yep. And then it, there's like an R2D2 thing where Longclaw appears in hologram form and gives mm. uh, some exposition about the Master Emerald. And then Wade is like to Tails, So, was that your dad or. <laughs> 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 or, and he also has the line at the beginning of that scene something about like the cave this is like the his oh, the wade, wade, the wade cave. cave which is what i wanted to would tell a girl other than my mom or something like that yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Like, I liked all that <laughs> I mean, yeah nice. the thing is there are a lot of lo- like lovable characters like i actually came to really enjoy the human characters in the first one but it's just a shame that like something has to go when you add all of this new stuff in which we wanted to see we want to see knuckles and tails uh, not necessarily in that order. We want to see the Chaos Emeralds. We want to see fucking Labyrinth Zone. But then, then yeah, bizarrely, you do find yourself kind of going, oh, shit, but where's Wade in all this? What's mm-hmm. he up to? Pretty Glad much that- every mm-hmm. supporting character from the first movie except Crazy Carl comes back. Yeah, yeah I was going to mention that. Crazy Carl. That was Where is up. Crazy Carl? No Tails got trolled um, fan art from yeah. Crazy Carl. We did no, get the uh, like the Ball Sonic fan art when he like leaves the dummy at the beginning of the movie to trick tom because he's like um oh, yeah. at night yeah in seattle or whatever yeah yeah they doubled down on the fart jokes too huh i was oh, yeah. gonna say was, uh... ah but they're, <laughs> they're jokes, jokes about farts the fart sure. wasn't the joke it was a joke about a fart does that make it better and does it and maybe? it was sonic making <laughs> fake fart sounds exactly yeah he says i should have used real farts, farts. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably fine 
I don't mind. It's a gassy too. Sonic movie. Movie Sonic is gassy. It's Dude, I, like I mean. farts are like peak humor in my household. So like I'm <laughs> fine with that. More farts, the better. More stone, more farts. That's all I'm looking for in a third movie. Fuck Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could just skipped over when we were talking about Robotnik, but the oh, so yes. I guess like the final set piece where it's like the big fight against the Sonic Two style walking Eggman robot. I thought. It was super cool to be able to like see the inside of that thing and how um, Robotnik was piloting it. Although I guess it was a lot more empty space than I was imagining. Sort of puppeteering it, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still had cool video game cogs and gears at the bottom that like don't fall in because you get squashed. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, it just felt like holds up the Genesis manual. Yes. That was- oh yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> very very cute. It literally was a manual. Really appreciated that. Um, and I also like the cartoonishness of like Stone getting electrocuted at one point. It's like Robotnik like, zaps in there and takes over the manual yeah. controls. And he's like in the background, like a cartoon character, like going, getting electrocuted. And I was like, he's like seconds away from seeing his fucking skeleton, like showing through, you know, like <laughs> the whole, the whole movie was like larger than life. Even the human characters, like even yeah. uh, going back to the wedding scene, you know, it, it was ridiculous, but for me, it didn't drag as much because it felt like completely self-aware cartoonish like the bit where um rachel rinses up in that golf cart and does a fucking like tokyo ass drift leaps out of it as it explodes walks towards him drinking fucking champagne in slow motion and then they do the kiss and the fucking plane goes over the back and i'm like this is just ripping on michael bay movies right that's what they're doing (laughs) it felt completely on purpose so i was kind of going okay yeah fair enough like if you're gonna have a fucking shit human bit in a cool game movie that's i mean that's the good way to do it though and it wasn't shit sorry guys who made the movie if you're listening it wasn't shit that's the point yeah. i'm saying i, I like enjoyed that it but we I laughed a lot yeah. we had we had this conversation on the walk home yes we were like okay so that <laughs> that whole wedding that romance subplots with rachel and randall we were like, mm. was that was that intentionally like a goof on crap writing? <laughs> you know, it's like because it, it, him, like, be like, what a woman! I was like, yeah, look at it. full no, on just, for it. It's just a classic trope, isn't it? Like, yeah, it was... yeah, the whole thing of like, oh no, it was at first, it was just an undercover thing, mm. but then I came to really love you, and it's like we didn't see a second of that. It's like there was some no. other right. movie playing whilst we were watching Sonic. Yeah, and that's what cracked me up. Right. They were I having think, their own I movie think that's somewhere the gag. else. Yeah, I think that was. It had to have been. It is a it is a comedy film. It's a cartoon film, and to me, it felt like that was. It was like they were doing like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, but it was Rachel and Randall's wedding. <laughs> like they're just <laughs> off having their own movie, and it was just that was really funny to me. I don't know. Yeah, and I almost... another thing pointed out in. Oh god! Oh, I was gonna say I almost wish that they'd sort of peppered a few more scenes of that throughout, leading up to it, where it's like. Uh, Sonic action. Then it's just like zip over to this scene. Here's what Rachel's up to. Here's yeah. getting ready for the wedding. And until that... the point where they culminate, and um, mm. yeah, and then once we do kiss, it's like okay, we're done with Rachel now. We're done with the wedding. You never she, see him. She finally got yeah. a happy ending after all the bullshit she went through over two yeah. movies. And that's where they fucked up a little bit. Like in terms of the first movie, it was easier. Yeah, because you only had really. Sonic and Tom and Eggman and Stone, and it would cut between the two. If you're not looking at Sonic, you're looking at Eggman. You got 
either way you're kind of like flipping between the two back and forth back and forth in this one it's like yeah it is just kind of jammed in the middle there and it would have been nice to see it not just for editing editing purposes just like chopped up and sort of squashed in there but to have it thematically with the story weave in between and kind of make sense like if they could have integrated it better i think it would have gone down better to be honest like i don't know about the dance scene i think that would have pissed people off either way um but but again that's funny that's just a funny thing like yes we've seen that in other films yes unfortunately we've seen that in shit like alvin and the chipmunks or whatever like smurfs or whatever like it's very like this is a kid's film thing to do but it's also just like it's a funny bit to do as well it's like oh shit there's all these hardened russian mercenary type dudes of like fucking switchblades and now they're gonna have a dance off it's ridiculous and that's where the humor comes from it's a little bit played out and it's a little bit for kids but i get what it's a bit played out but i i i was on board with the dance scene just because i felt like that was that was the moment where sonic and tails were bonding yeah and that's where i was invested in that scene and and that's kind of why i liked it despite the fact that it is kind of a tired trope but i did want to say about the wedding Mm. um it was pointed out by the Joe bro in our uh, discord that uh, Randall's last name, he's called agent handle. So his name is Randall. <laughs> <That's Handel. laughs> oh, I didn't catch that. That's funny. So that, see, that's good stuff. That's like a good repeat viewing joke. Yeah. And he's yeah. like Rachel's handler, I guess. Right. Huh. Yeah. yeah shit. I, I kind of I liked that the gun commander is obsessed with Olive Garden. That was kind of oh, funny. Fuck, yeah. Um, that was pretty they, up. Yeah. So many. <laughs> funny callbacks to the first film yeah, yeah. like it, this dude's gonna like <laughs> play out this entire covert mission in hawaii and then he wants to go to fucking olive garden while in hawaii <laughs> it is it's, it's silly in it man but like but yeah that's why we were saying that this other bit must have been done for a joke because the film was full of jokes it's full of like self-awareness constantly it knew it was completely aware of what it was and what it was doing speaking of callbacks i was surprised that uh um yeah had a comeback uh oh, when, yeah. they, when Sonic and Tails get, <laughs> get uncovered at the Siberian uh bar uh Sonic's first reaction is to go uh meow they double down on all of them the meow the olive garden the farts mm. the floss just yeah yes oh, oh my gosh of course oh, floss. Uh-huh. he does <laughs> it's almost like it's almost as if like they were putting the key elements of the first film into this one so you could watch it as a standalone it's, and it's odd because I say that and I'm already like disagreeing with myself because this feels like such a companion piece to the first movie. Like together as a two movie deal, they work really well. Like, they, they fill in each other's weaknesses, I think, and, and and compound on each other's strengths. But then it was funny like how much that, yeah, they would repeat those kind of gags or call back to those things almost to say like, don't worry, we've got everything else in here. You don't need the first movie anymore. We've got, we've got Meow, we've got fucking Flossim, we've got it all. Fart jokes, jokes about farts. It's all in there. Yeah. So like kind of on that, along those lines, one topic I wanted to make sure that we cover is I really, really like the this whole movie's like lore's treatment of the backstory of the mm. owls and the echidnas, I guess. I feel yeah, like that yes. is maybe the best, um, what's the word, execution of this whole thing that we've ever seen across like any of the games or anything like that. And I would, I wanted to see more of that. And I'm actually interested to see more of that kind of backstory in whatever the show or future movies or whatever. Mm. I'm so glad you brought it up. I, I'm in, I'm in agreement. I really liked the lore 
additions to this with the Chaos Emeralds coming out of the Master Emerald. That's obviously different very efficient. than their origins in the games, but it's very efficient. And it and the way that Knuckles crushes the Master Emeralds back together, a nice callback to the Sonic Adventure games where he does that. And the Chaos Emeralds fly away like Dragon Balls when Super Sonic is done using them. Uh, they when he's when they when he's transforming into supersonic, they like spin in the way that they do in Sonic one and all the other Sonic games. That's really cool. And the other thing that I really liked is that by the end of the movie, Sonic tails and knuckles are all three, the guardians of the master Emerald, Yeah. which I was like, Oh, I didn't realize I wanted this, but I like that so much more than knuckles being the sole guardian of the master Emerald. Obviously you can't really do that. I mean, you could actually do it in the games because by this point, Sonic tails and knuckles are a trio they're yeah. the Sonic heroes, dear Sonic heroes. Guess what, Sonic heroes? <laughs> You're the Sonic heroes. Yeah. Um, and Knuckles could use some help guarding the Master Emerald, and why not give that to Sonic and Tails? That I, I was like, oh, that I really like that. Yeah, yeah. it really does work. I was very, I was very surprised by it. Um, like, say, it solves the problem of why is Knuckles around? Why isn't he guarding the Master Emerald? <clears throat> it solves that problem. Um, but they've already announced the Knuckles spin-off series, so I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting it to end with Knuckles saying, okay, well, now I must go on a journey of my own and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, it, was a lot more, it was a lot more lighthearted, Nick. It still tied in with the themes of the first one of, like, finding a home, finding a family and that. And, you know, I guess Knuckles had lost his family too, just like Sonic had. Mm. Yeah, I like that that scene of them on the beach talking through that. Yeah, Mm. Sonic gets a really good emotional scene with both Tails and Knuckles separately. Yeah, Yeah. and yeah, two of the strongest points of the film. Yeah, Yeah. so that made sense then for them to do that, I guess, and then continue on. Uh, You know, I thought it was going to be a bit more somber that it was going to be like you know Knuckles. (sighs) The way I thought it was going to go down was that like Knuckles would like feel like he had to like atone for what you know, his people are done and like killing Longclaw or, or having yeah, that whole I, war and well, stuff. And he would kind of go, well, I will guard this thing now after everything I'm has happened. I'm curious so. how that all went down now, right? It was yeah. just like Longclaw left and a whole bunch of echidnas and then apparently they're all like dead. Mm. What happened there? Yeah, I so think- Longclaw killed the entire echidna tribe. Yeah, I guess so apparently was Longclaw yeah, went down like a boss and killed dozens of echidnas <laughs> before f- dying herself. She must have called in reinforcements or something. <laughs> I, was, I was reading it as like, there's a lot of like, having to read between the lines in this movie unfortunately for as much as there is in there and it is a two-hour fucking movie which is fine with me by the way anyone who said this movie's too long i guess doesn't like sonic (laughs) because i was just there for the sonic stuff i was like yeah i don't know yeah i haven't got an answer for you yes bullshit (laughs) (laughs) yeah pat casey on the phone um no i I don't know no i think yeah you have to read between the lines a bit and kind of fill in the gaps yourself you know headcanon it's the result of two course corrections. Like, the first is the course correction in the first movie, where we had the concept art of the lizard people who were after Sonic and his powers. Then the course correction was, oh, yeah. no, let's make this Sonic-y, let's make that the Knuckles tribe. And then you've got the course correction of the second movie, which is, let's just make the whole thing more Sonic-y, and connect it up and bring in knuckles so things there's a little bit of disconnect um i think the biggest thing is in the first film the echidnas were after sonic's power and longclaw was hiding sonic because no one must get sonic's power and in movie two um you get that little bit at the beginning where sonic's like oh you're not taking my power and knuckles like don't need it bruv but then, yeah. but then the rest of the film, it's about 
um, getting the Master Emerald. And it turns out Ovi Echidna's always wanted the Master Emerald. Even though we saw in the previous film, they were after Sonic. So were they after Sonic or were they after the Master Emerald? Was Longclaw hiding Sonic somewhere safe or was she putting Sonic where the Emerald was and a bit of both? And I'm honestly surprised that's something we didn't get more of. The like origin or any kind of explanation to Sonic's lightning powers. Mm. Oh yeah, um, yeah. yeah because and the, I think as well. Knuckles yeah, the same well, power, that, so that's the Tails, thing. Really. Well, yeah. Tails doesn't have the lightning, does he? Well, or... he, no. But when he was flying off, he's kind of like he's zipping around really quick, and there's like the kind of kind of energy trail behind him. I, to me, it felt like they were all special in some way. Definitely, Sonic and Knuckles had the lightning. Yeah. The other echidnas didn't yeah. have the lightning, so it's no. it's like, oh, where's that? Where's that from? Sonic has it, but yeah. also Knuckles has it. But Shadow has it. No, see, Shadow's sure to have it. So in the third film, are we going to are we going mm. to explore that? Where we gave Shadow the lightning? Like, we, I, who knows? Who knows? But it's a strange thing. I think that's there's an opportunity. Hmm. to connect it to um josh has mentioned this theory before that uh you know sonic's powers come from the emeralds and maybe that's even like that i guess the master emerald shatters a little bit like it cracks a little bit in the fall and then that's why the seven chaos emeralds come out of it to give birth to supersonic but you could also read it as like sonic has a connection to these emeralds somehow Perhaps. and yeah. maybe the powers are linked to that maybe of course it's not explicit that. in any way and like that might be totally just me it's i'm yeah. not sure how intentional that is yeah, yeah maybe but they'll explore it? that in the knuckles show or something but yeah, yeah i feel like they were they were like raising questions that they could answer later you know you could yeah, people are gonna be like that's a plot hole or whatever but like no it's just it's just leaving threads open so that they can fucking tug on them later you know sure yeah I mean, I agree with that. They don't have to answer every question right away. <laughs> thing is, as well, like if you're watching this as a Sonic fan and you're going like, "Well, they didn't explain the Chaos Emeralds," it's like you know what the Chaos Emeralds are. Don't be a prick. <laughs> Just fucking watch the movie. Shut up. <laughs> How does Superman <laughs> fly? Yeah, exactly. Why does he wear well, his Sonic... underpants outside? Is that Just fucking watch. Sonic does have a limited amount of rings, and he loses a bunch again oh, yeah. in the ice cap part. Yeah, that's so... that stood out to me. He never went back to get those. I was expecting lost. him to like go back and get them at some point, but no, they're just like out there in ice cap zone now. He's, yeah, he's got a finite amount. Somehow they've got to like give him more rings. I don't know how that's going to happen. One thing that stood out to me that I thought was interesting is in that supersonic fight at the very end of the movie or, or just like where he shows up and is fighting the big Eggman robot. That was like almost a direct lift from Sonic X where he like holds the arm of the robot as it's punching him and then like flies through the robot multiple times. Like that is, hmm. yeah, pretty much like shot for shot taken from Sonic X. Well, you- there was a Sonic 06 reference too when he like uses his foot to like tap over oh, yeah, the the, robot, the Death Egg yeah. robot. Yeah, he just gives mm-hmm. a little tap with his foot. That's just like the opening to Sonic 06. I mean, that can't yep. be by accident, right? Because Tyson was on this doing the storyboarding and as a producer, we found out at the screening. Um, so yeah, I'm sure producer he's listed. Yeah, you see, he's, you know, and people have noticed loads of different sort of visual references, at least like the bomb going off in seattle and the and the water coming out of the sewers and everything going oh yeah like, like the intro to sonic, sonic adventure. adventure one yeah there's a lot mm-hmm. of little visual cues that yeah i'm sure there's like yeah there's so many easter eggs scattered throughout this thing 
a bunch yeah. that I noticed, and I'm sure many, many more that I didn't grok. Packed in with it, mate. Oh, Labyrinth Zone. I want to talk the about Labyrinth Zone. Yes. I was just going to bring that up. Like, that was such a... Film. Mm. It was a great sequence, and like I loved the that one visual shot of Sonic sliding down the waterfalls, yes, just yes. like Labyrinth Zone. And it's a side lovely. view, just like yes. a video game, just and like the Sonic game. Just all of and it, in but... the Labyrinth Zone, we get a lot of Sonic spin dashing and rolling around yes. as a ball because I can never get yes. enough of Sonic in ball form. One thing I oh. wanted to point out is I love this the sound design that they did for all of his like spin dash moves and all that. Like I kind of wish that they would use those sounds like in the games. Actually, yeah, they felt like, like updated versions yeah. of what you might hear. A lot more modern. And, yeah, but it, it sounded cool. It sounded fresh, but it sounded recognizable in a way. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. They weren't like reinventing the wheel or anything. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed or, that. Or the ball, I suppose. Um, yeah, every time Sonic did I spin that, dash, I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah. I like that when Sonic and Knuckles were fighting, which was cool, Sonic gets the upper hand by hitting him repeatedly with the homing attack or with the spin attack. Oh, yeah. Or like yeah, the bounce like attack. Yeah. Or the bounce attack. Yeah, he's like just constantly like ramming into him as a ball and breaking up the, the stairs <clears> in the cathedral <throat> to the Master Emerald. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It felt like true to the character in that way you know knuckles is doing his punches and using his strength and sonic's using his speed and his you know situational awareness quick wits and stuff um but they're both inexperienced in their own ways so that was kind of coming across too it was nice to see because as well this is the thing as well i hate that anime trope of like you get like 14 year olds and they're like hyper competent you know they're like super brooding and moody and have to like save the fucking planet you know, is um, that what anime is like it is the anime i've seen anyway. <laughs> yeah basically far too serious i don't watch yeah, much anime they always have like i don't know i was thinking of like i used to watch gundam wing and stuff and it's just like you know the kids in that are like 15 <laughs> 16 years old or something and they don't act like 60 okay yeah i suppose they are like super soldier killing machine whatever but anyway it was nice to see kids acting like kids i don't mind sonic being a chatterbox or anything like that like because that's what 15 year olds are like man i mean yeah it's annoying 15 year olds are annoying that kind of makes sense it's on brand for the character but mm -hmm. it was nice to see that um and approaching it from a different angle like i did with the first movie you know i'm 35 man like <laughs> a 15 year old to me now is different to how a 15 year old would have been when i was five you know it's just like a, i would mm -hmm. see them more as more of a kid so it's an interesting angle to take yeah i did like that they make it explicit kind of about the relationship between tom and maddie and sonic being well like they do then, don't they yeah. yeah yeah it's gonna bring that it's like at the beginning of the movie to... sonic's like chafing at it he's like oh you're not my yeah, dad you're not or my whatever. dad then at the end I, he's I, like I oh i love you up. mom and dad yeah well that i could have done without sonic calling him dad i really? don't know how much i i don't know how much <laughs> i like him explicitly saying dad to tom i don't know i'm i'm really on the fence about it I, I'm totally cool with Tom and Maddie from their perspective viewing Sonic as their kid, but I feel like it's different for Sonic to do that. Yeah. I will say I do. One of the things I really like about Tom and Maddie in both of these movies is that their relationship is just healthy, yes. strong. Like they're, mm. they're just like a good couple together. And yeah. like, you don't, there's no reason to question it. They're not like bickering. You're not getting jokes about how they don't like each other or whatever. Like it's just, they're just like a good, nice couple. Other than all of like Rachel's jabs about D I V O R C E. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. No, I mean, it's fine for you know, the friction to be coming from Rachel from Maddie's yeah. sister, but, but Maddie mm. and Tom are like a solid unit. I a hundred percent agree. I always like seeing healthy relationships depicted in movies or wherever. Yeah. It's heartwarming.
Yeah, but yeah, and it was it was a cute little section, but it did feel somewhat unearned by the fact that we just didn't really see Tom in the movie that much. You know, it was right. I suppose a callback to an earlier thing, but he's in the movie like three scenes or something. Yeah, uh, he gets a bit to do. He like saves Sonic in the snowboarding yeah. scene, and then again at the very <clears> end of the movie. Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, they're all ready to die together. That's kind of intense. Yeah, mm. like as the egg, as the death egg robot is about to stomp on them, mm-hmm. they're like, "We're we're in this together." Death is what you mean. <laughs> You're in this to die together. Yeah, it got yeah, all uh, end of Toy Story three. All of a I think sudden, he earned that death. Hands. Yeah, yeah. I suppose he did. Yeah, fair enough. All right, fine. I take it back. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. It it kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. But I know. Me I too, man. I, I, I don't. don't I don't no, want I guess to I was the only one that liked that. <laughs> I don't want someone to have a dad. No, it was nice. It, it, it was, worked it, and it's cute. But. It was it was cute for this version of Sonic. Yeah. It's yeah. not oh, right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want it in anything like this in the games. I wouldn't say, oh, what? this is the You don't want Tom and Maddie way. in the games? <laughs> I'm showing up and telling him to like go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you get to the end of the level, like you're like, 10 minutes are up, and it's just instead of going game over, it's just like bedtime Sonic. Yeah. At no. the end of every level, Sonic gets tucked into his race car bed and oh, oh, yeah. a bedtime story. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that is cute. Well, if it, if it was like a Wii game, then they're like, hey, you've been playing your video game quite a bit, Sonic. Do you want to oh, have yeah. a rest right now? Time yeah. to take a break. But yeah, the relationship with between Sonic and Tom, like that felt like again another thing where they were reflecting on the first movie. Um yeah. because like the first movie was sold to us as it's a buddy movie. There are a couple of buddies, Sonic and his human buddy, they're going on a road trip and aren't they a pair of buddies and Yeah, his first friend. Yeah. Yeah, best friends, and then it was like that for most of the movie, but then at the end, it's like, Sonic, here's your bedroom upstairs in my house, and you've got a race car bed, and you've got a dartboard, and all, and it's like, oh, they've gone from, yeah, they're buddies, to he's adopted Sonic as his son, and we get that at the start of the movie, Sonic saying, you were supposed to be my friend, but you're acting like my dad, and mm. yeah, that, that felt like a bit of a self-aware thing to me like oh the, that sort of accidentally happened throughout the course of making the first movie yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i also think it's kind of a realistic reflection though of their age difference and what that's yeah. like and i yeah. thought it was actually really sweet in this movie how tom and maddie are both kind of concerned throughout that um sonic doesn't have peers and friends and they're so happy at the end of the movie that he has like his tribe at the end with tails and knuckles yeah. i yeah. i love that they did for baseball game it brings yeah. everything yeah, back full circle. Tough. Like, no longer like Sonic playing baseball on his own. That full night. diamond, you mean? Oh, I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Someone had to, didn't they? Yes, it did. And <clears throat> yeah, and so that kind of completes Sonic's arc in a way. And it gives, as I say, all the other characters are dealing with loneliness in their own way. It gives them all a yeah. little something. And they're all, yeah, reflections of Sonic in that way. And it was nice. And they get to say, I was also so happy I did like a little fist pump cheer when <laughs> Sonic is introducing them as players and he says, Miles Tails Prower. I was oh, curious yes. the whole movie if it was <laughs> yes. going to be canonized that yep. his name is Miles Prower. Yeah, and he we said Knuckles the Echidna too. Yeah, their full names. We yeah, that was, that was pleasing. Tom is definitely my favorite of Sonic's human companions. I guess it's not like a very competitive list, but... <laughs> uh, 
as far as Sonic's history of interacting with humans go, I'm definitely the happiest with uh, Tom. Oh, out of like everything? Yeah, Hmm. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, I, you don't only, care for only Sarah from the OVA comes yeah. kind of or close. Chris and like... Thorndike from Sonic X. <laughs> yeah, it's basically just that's basically just my way of saying screw you, Chris Thorndike. Oh, poor Chris. I've heard Sorry, Chris. that like quite a lot of people liked about one episode of Sonic X where um, Sonic's just hanging around with the girl in the wheelchair from Chris's school and they go mm. off on a little adventure. So that's a cute episode. So yeah, so she she she's a good one. What else? What else do we need to talk about well, with this movie? Was, I don't know. I mean, is there anything yeah, else we didn't we cover? We've gone we've gone highs, we've gone lows, pros and cons. Um, I don't know. Yeah. All right. How about everybody tell me what was your favorite moment from this movie? It's the Eggman robot, and specifically. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's it's Eggman when he. <laughs> Sonic's like, oh, um, you know, come and get me, Eggman. And he's like, oh, I'm on the cutting edge of coming and getting. And he's like stomping along, going, coming, getting, coming. <laughs> and it's just like him. And any, but any sort of around that moment, because that whole last scene, I always said like about the first movie that like the last 20 minutes of the first Sonic movie was fucking excellent, especially the last scene with Eggman. And they went and made a whole movie out of that, <laughs> which is exactly yeah. what I was looking for. It's all I wanted when I left the cinema the first time around. So mm-hmm. I got what I was looking for, essentially, and a little bit more. Um, but then that, again, the last 20 minutes of this movie isn't just fucking nuts. I can't believe they've done it. I can't believe, I can't believe you've done this. I couldn't believe <laughs> that they made a fucking, I've got to, I've got to do yeah. it, right? I couldn't believe they yeah. did it. I was just like, I'm, I'm watching Sonic getting the Chaos Emeralds and fighting Dr. Robotnik inside a giant robot in the cinema. This is nuts. Like, as a, the ten-year-old in me was just like, "Yeah, there it is," and I am. Well, yeah. I've ne- I never grew up. That was that was it. So that whole <laughs> that whole bit, if I can cheat and say that whole bit, but specifically, just yeah, just how fucking cool like it sounded like when Eggman was talking through the thing, and he sounded like Eggman, you know, and he's all like, "Give up, Hedgehog," and he's got that whole bit. Sonic's there, and he's all busted up, and ah, oh, I, I knew what was coming. I knew Super Sonic was coming. I still loved it. I still cheered. I was still happy to see it. Yeah, it was just great, was cool. man. Amazing, amazing third act. Fucking blew my nuts off again. It uh, was always oh, so nice. satisfying to see Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles when they finally team up and they're like <gasps> all three in the same shot and they're yeah. you know mm. making their plan and and then executing it. Like that was so cool. That was fun. Um, that was fun. That's yeah, definitely a, top a little Captain America moment. moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, the cameras even like kind of like panning around them. So it was very much framed. Yeah, shot. like uh, yeah, Marvel stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the other top moments are like as we kind of mentioned, Knuckles and Sonic on the beach when Knuckles and Sonic are starting to connect, and Sonic undercuts it by throwing the balls of sand at him. Um, uh, that was great. Uh, Tails covering Sonic with his tails, and uh, yeah, Eggman getting hit by the car and licking the window. Um, <laughs> those, those were those are some of my. And then yeah, like Josh said too. I mean, the whole Super Sonic thing was just like so. Just it was really exciting. Just it's, cool to see it. it's hard to just pick one favorite um i mean i'd have to it say is. like maybe yeah. the entirety of the labyrinth zone because that mm. felt um like much of the rest of the film you had what felt like authentic enough versions of the characters doing things in a real world setting that was the one bit where it felt like over oh, in the setting of a sonic game 
like yeah. having a little adventure. Yeah. So um, yeah, there's that. Also loved Tails in the Tornado. And I'm so happy that the tornado was just an ordinary biplane from our world made by ordinary yeah. people. It wasn't a fantasy high-tech biplane from Mobius. It's just an ordinary red biplane. Um, yeah. I was very, very yeah. happy with that. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. Um, I think my favorite moments in this movie were, yeah, the ones that I could think couple of people already mentioned the emotional beats i guess like the scenes that sonic gets with tails and knuckles i think those stood out to me maybe the most because i think in general this movie is very high energy and kind of frenetically paced a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and the action scenes are very fun and cool and loud and all that but i liked that they took the time to kind of like give the movie brief moments to breathe you know and give sonic mm-hmm. these kind of emotional connections with these other characters as they're establishing their relationships yeah yeah they somehow it's so rare even in just the history of the franchise like yes. you don't have a lot of those <laughs> scenes to compare it to there's not a, there's not like it's many scenes in sonic adventure uh the ova the cartoons anything to to draw on and, and look at and, and compare to yeah heart-to-heart moments with the characters so just getting those little bits was like uh, was a lot mm-hmm. yeah and for sure and it wasn't it wasn't like melodramatic either it wasn't archie comics you know it was it was it was <laughs> it was nice it was charming and heartwarming but it felt true to at least the character that they've kind of tried to continue in their own little yeah. branch of the franchise there you know yeah, it, I felt say, real. <clears throat> it did Sega have all these mandates now where they're saying, you know, oh, Sonic can't cry or show emotions. And Sonic can't can't tell you where the Chaos Emeralds came from. That would fuck everything up, wouldn't it? But, like, my man Paramount's out here. My fucking, my man Jeff Fowler's out here just, like, <laughs> just t- telling you what's up. And I'm happy yeah. with it. I think it, they're doing a great job. I think it's a it's a nice way to do it. And, and Sonic himself never gets sappy, you know? Like, he no. doesn't hug Tails back. He doesn't, he doesn't, like, he throws the sandballs at Knuckles. So he's still in character as being like a little emotionally distant mm. and, you know, but he's, he's also able to open up because this Sonic does have a little bit more of just a yeah. little more emotional depth to him. But he had his, he had his emotional moments earlier on. He's, he's kind of gone through that arc a little bit. And although he was still immature, inexperienced in this movie, it feels like he, he realized his friends needed him in that moment and he stepped up and he, he did that. He was strong for them, you know, like, yeah, which is the lesson like, that Tom tries to impart with it. To him, exactly right? at the beginning of the yeah. movie so i did like it was pretty smartly written through all that yeah, like the kind of motivation that sonic has throughout this and the lesson he needs to learn yeah good and, job yeah and i think just the acting tells you everything you need to know without sonic being i feel this way it, it comes yeah. across mm-hmm. in the performance <laughs> yeah yeah man. so kudos to the animators as well for sure oh kudos the, to everybody. absolutely yeah, the animation absolutely. was on point the visuals of this film like you know they got as it brandon trust on as uh cinematography and like um between that the storyboarding thanks tyson all of it like it's culminated together to make a, just a really nice looking movie that was fun to watch we had a lot of laughs with it and a lot of things to like do the leo pointing at the screen meme slapping the fucking <laughs> arms throwing our popcorn around just like here he fucking comes my most used phrase was like here he comes <laughs> saying it every time i said it like four times five times throughout the movie here he comes look look jenny look 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 she's like yeah i fucking i know i know we were, we were next to me was not having it 
we were both on the edge of our seats the well most of the third <laughs> act but especially <laughs> when it's like oh the master emeralds shattering the chaos emeralds are coming out oh my god it's Here happening it's gonna happen <laughs> mom and, look um, your mom is supersonic mom <laughs> no, let, let, let me tell you there was a there was a kid a few seats down from me who was there with his mom or his oh, yeah. aunt or whoever i don't know who she was yeah. but he was there with an adult, and wow. um, maybe he was abducted by her. Maybe, but he was having a great time. He knew <laughs> he knew all the stuff. Like they didn't they didn't say they didn't call the plane the tornado in the film. I don't think they did anyway. But as soon <clears> as tails came in flying it, this little kid he was like, "It's the tornado! Look, it's the tornado!" <laughs> True that's blue Sonic yet. fan. Oh, that's great. That's who we like. We appreciate them. And that's nice. And that's what you're there for. Right? Yeah. And he freaked out when Shadow turned up. So <laughs> you know, it's for the kids. Yeah. 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 Well, kids. Do we want to spend a moment? <laughs> Do we want to spend He's a moment him. talking about Shadow and speculating about uh, yeah. movie three? Okay. Let's do it. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll okay. Say something about Shadow. I can fuck about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, give a fuck. Because I'm an old school Sonic fan. You ain't going to get me with none of that. No, nah, I don't know. I was 14. He's been around for 20 well, years at this point. I know. Shadow is. God. <laughs> I was 14. I was Sonic's age when Shadow came out. Oh, um, yeah. I know. I'm I know. just and hoping that, yeah, like Jim Carrey fine. doesn't actually go fully into retirement and comes back so that we can get him doing, like, playing multiple characters with Gerald in the flashbacks. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be amazing! Because so he's so good at do like a um, a, um, what was that movie? The series of unfortunate events where he plays like four different mm-hmm. people, and the, oh, every yeah. single one is fucking hilarious. I yeah. thought you were gonna say like the Nutty Professor or something. Oh no, fuck that, dude! Um, yeah, <laughs> no, that would be speaking of my man Eddie. That's not. This is a different. Yeah, podcast. if you love fart jokes, you're gonna love Nutty Professor Two: The Clumps. <laughs> <laughs> that whole movie is just a fart joke, man. It's just, that's too much. Yeah, and that's why it's fart. the greatest movie ever made, Josh. Oh my, oh my giddy on. <laughs> Look, I definitely want. I definitely want Gerald. I feel like it's you've got to you got to have Gerald. Gerald with Shadow. Oh, I feel like sure. you've got to have yeah. Maria too. Although I imagine that they're going to change the detail of her getting gunned down by the military. Uh, no, do I... it. <laughs> have the balls <laughs> to just depict the U.S. government gutting down an innocent lady. Jesus. It. I mean, so, know, somehow you got to get Shadow's motivation to be one of being vengeful against humanity somehow, mm-hmm. and and having it be connected to Maria. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know what they're going to. It seems. It, it feels to me like so- ad- adapting Sonic Adventure 2 is considerably trickier than adapting Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles because Sonic 3 & Knuckles is like you just need the emerald and you need the turn of Knuckles going from heel to hero. Mm. You hit those beats and you've got it. Yep. And they did that effectively in this movie. Yeah. Sonic Adventure 2, I guess really all you need to do is have Shadow with Chaos Control and make sure that the Gerald and Maria backstory is there and have Sonic and Shadow both go super at the end. Like as long as you hit those beats, I think maybe you're probably good because you can't you you can't have Robotnik blowing up the moon. I don't think. Yeah, that uh, seems like it might be a little a, out there for something. That's a ground. bridge too yeah. far. Think, yeah, man. and also, I was thinking they could potentially combine it with like Sonic Adventure One and Two. Maybe like do Perfect Chaos instead of like yeah. who cares about BioLizard? BioLizard sucks. Yeah, no one gives a fuck. Thank you. You know what I think they could do? Maybe we'll maybe we'll press Pat on this next week. Is uh, I think you could I think you could get Metal Sonic into movie three and have him be the yeah. big bad and borrow from Sonic Heroes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Shadow, uh, Shadow could have his own agenda. He's just off doing his own thing. 
you could be a bit of an antagonist Feels and like not be the villain of it. A you know? lot. I would say if we don't get Metal Sonic, I would prefer to get Amy or somebody in there instead. Yeah. So I think Amy's a lock. Yeah. Mm. So that that's the thing. It's like I don't think I don't know if that the movie could handle two evil twins unless right. Metal Sonic is like a aha surprise thing for the last five minutes. But or dude in the cold I think open. it would be I think it's like I I may well I think it would be like how Doomsday was in Batman versus Superman, where it's like you've got most of the movie is Sonic versus Shadow and then or like how the Death Egg robot was in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, uh, yeah. where like right. at the end, it's like, OK, turns out I've got Metal Sonic here. And that oh, right. So, so it's like, aha, now I've made something superior to both you fast hedgehogs, like that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, that's he gets exactly. fucked over by both of them throughout the movie. Because I like I like Metal Sonic as a weapon rather than a character. Because he's not really a character; is he's a fucking robot. No, he's I agree with that. So like, I, that's the other thing too. I don't want Metal Sonic to talk. No, no, no. Christ, no. Christ, no. God, actually, no. <laughs> we were talking about that with that OVA episode recently. Yes, let's make Metal Sonic talk and just have it be Ben Schwartz with a filter. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic, you're the worst. No, I can't handle that because then he'd be there just like, does this remind anybody else of Terminator 2? Uh, and I'm like, oh, for fucks. I, don't I haven't been hit this hard since Chris Rock at the Oscars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's why I'm not writing you these. You went there. You went mm, there. I did go yeah, there. You should yeah. I'm just trying to think of a topical reference that they might include. Uh, it's going to date this podcast out. so badly. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, they need to get some girls in they we've, do. we've had yeah we've they had do, sonic we've had tails oh, we've yeah. had Knuckles. If they're gonna do shadow are they gonna do rouge hmm. they could do rouge kind i think of. amy oh, is gonna be do. for sure but i would like to see rouge yeah, yeah. we've, we've got like a this. lot of characters hmm. all of a sudden to introduce yeah but like amy yeah. and i, amy I still want big the, the cat ones. amy's got to yeah. be in it amy's got to be in that and yes i'd love to see big but like yeah he just needs even just as a cameo get him in there yeah I think so at the end of this movie the Chaos Emeralds fly off into outer space I guess right I guess they're going to go back to Sonic's world which is Mobius now kind of according Um, to the novel but not ever mentioned exactly yeah like was it It cut from the screenplay I don't know we might have to ask We'll ask him. Yeah, we'll, have to we'll ask, ask the man himself. Um, so that so that's happening. Get the are fucked off. We don't know where they've gone. Um, now, you know, presumably Gerald or someone has made Shadow. So someone had to have some sort of contact with Sonic's world at some point, or mm. you know, whatever. Maybe there's more ancient ruins involved. I love ancient ruins. So get that in there. I've, I would like to see, similar to how this was like a globe trotting adventure. Like, let's have us go to another world or another couple of worlds. Like, see go through the rings yeah. like see some other places because i was saying earlier on as well like if, you, if you're going to film in hawaii just make it angel island zone don't just literally go to hawaii that's dumb like just make the sky fucking purple and put some big mushrooms in it or some other shit i don't know but do you know what i mean like that's yeah let's go and see some of that other stuff let's go and go on a bit of a intergalactic adventure go to sonic's world and meet big and he's just like fishing by the pond and you know meet blaze and she's just got her own fucking agenda i don't know like maybe don't over start you don't want to over egg the omelet is that a phrase you don't want to over <laughs> over egg the omelet <laughs> i don't know what's there's a there's a phrase isn't there? there's a food-based How phrase is english your first language <laughs> you oh you don't want to over stuff the 
I'm going to fucking look it up. Over egg the over egg the pudding. There's a phrase. <laughs> You're getting further away from it. Over egg the it. omelet's fine. Oh, apparently. Oh, apparently that's fine now. Is it in context? Right. Look. <laughs> look at look. Do a Google on it. Do a Google on it. Look on the internet. You're on it right now. Look. Over egg the pudding. To over egg the pudding is to go too far in exaggerating or embellishing what something. What in the world? To adorn or supply to excess is an English phrase and first appeared in the mid 19th century. So shut up, mate. Yeah. I do speak English, apparently. <laughs> and Google confirms it. So I don't want to fucking hear it. Look, you don't want to put too many characters in the Sonic movie. Okay, right. That's fine. That's all I'll say. But it would be nice to see some other wacky shit. I want to see big fucking crystals. I want to see giant mushrooms. I want to see fucking, like, just, like, wacky. I want to see palm trees, like, lit by neon. I want a fucking synth-pop soundtrack. I want to just see, I want some more Sonic. They just go 110% Sonic. Just fucking go for yeah. it. If you can make a movie this crazy, just That'd fucking do it. This movie is, yeah. like, 99% set on Earth, right? Something like that. I know, yeah. but it doesn't feel like it. And that's yeah. It doesn't, nice. yeah. But... Aside from the it... opening on Mushroom Planet. And which is fun. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, that was something else that I thought of. Who are those two guys that were escorting Knuckles at the beginning of the movie and then they just like never show up again? Yeah, and oh, they have like bird costumes, like yeah. owl costumes. Yeah. What was up with they that? Like some, sort of, some sort of guard. I don't know. It feels like they were guarding Knuckles or like employees or to escorts guard him. or something. Right. And yeah, then maybe the, they were the, the prequel comic people. gives them a bit more context, oh, which is. It? But it, which is not very good. You can skip the prequel comic, but it gives them a little bit of context where that Knuckles on his quest to find Sonic gets trapped on like a war planet, like a war world, and like has to compete in a fight. Yeah, he Planet Hulk. Like Planet Hulk. He does a It's in Casino Night Zone. Oh, yeah. Is it? Oh. Yeah, in the prequel comic. Oh, wow. We were robbed of Casino Night Zone? Damn. Yeah, we got yeah, fucked, there, there's a There's a lot of zones in that prequel comic. If you go to Marble oh, really? Zone, Springyard Maybe Zone, yeah, there's a bunch. Oh, I could just do it all in the fucking tie-in, can't they? But yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> like the birds people, that's like that's a nice little mystery. I like that. Because it's like, okay, yeah, they're, not, can... they're not the owls, but they're kind of mm-hmm. dressed like birds, so what, uh, they've got some, there's some connection there. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just my sort of face value read of it was that like Knuckles was imprisoned perhaps and they were like the jailers and he was freed in doing so and so he kind of like that's why he was just like oh yeah cool yeah Robotnik hey what's up yeah let's get the fuck out of here man like so did those know. two guys get stranded on the mushroom planet did there was three of them and they got fucking oh, yeeted three, right like, yeah they got <laughs> fucked up <laughs> just like wake up and yeah Robotnik and Knuckles are just gone yeah, that, yeah Robotnik that, hit that, one that, of them in the face with a giant rock with yeah. the Agent Stone rock that guy's yeah. dead he got beamed and the other guy <laughs> got, got yeeted like a fucking mile up into the sky he's long gone mate yeah long gone um, well rest in peace okay. to those owl guys yeah yeah I do let's yeah. uh let's go ahead oh no i was gonna say it's just like it is a shame that yeah shadow's like the obvious next one to do but like sonic adventure 2 it's so much based on like oh the government and the government 50 years ago and mad science and oh right yeah it's just so connected to the and rouge is like spying for the president and it's like okay well that's harder to <laughs> 
<laughs> so <laughs> ridiculous just like in or out of context or just like even in context now looking at it in retrospect like good god yeah, yeah I mean, you could do a thing where like it turns out some creatures from sonic's planet have been on earth this whole time and like rouge has always been working oh, with like, the they are they're gonna something. do a transformers aren't they they're gonna be like you know for one billion years bc and fucking merlin's gonna be there talking to dinosaurs but the dinosaurs are actually robots and just oh, fuck you paramount no oh. don't do it to me again oh, well, we as long as they like... get marky mark up in here too <sighs> i'm oh. there no oh, well, he's shadow like... he's the voice of shadow like we got <laughs> <laughs> I'm the ultimate. I'm the ultimate life form. See, is that he's out. <laughs> is he from 1930s Chicago? Fascinating. <laughs> I thought he was from Boston, or was that just in The Departed? Oh. No, he is from Boston. Oh, okay, I'm not going to bother doing the accent. Yes, yeah, not tonight. It's too late. <laughs> Let's wrap up movie talk with um, yeah. maybe a final score from each of us for the movie. <sighs> okay. Uh, out of what? Out of seven Chaos Emeralds? Out, out of seven Chaos Emeralds. Oh, God. We're doing this again? Yeah. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> out of whatever I you want. Out of whatever say. you want. Okay. Uh, I'll give it a six out of seven Chaos Emeralds. It was close to perfection um, with you know a few little things that bugged me, but uh, I was mostly very happy with it. I was smiling the whole time, laughing a lot, uh, had a great time with it. The two hours flew by. Uh, still room for even more sonic stuff i I agree with what josh is saying like i i want the third movie to be a disaster i want the third movie to be hated by have zero percent on rotten tomatoes and like it's just 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 so much sonic stuff exactly exactly just just everybody's in there blaze big amy rouge shadow in there all of it so everyone Marine the raccoon. Marine exactly. the raccoon. Absolutely. Just make just make three of these movies and then just fucking just go just just mic drop it like just go yeah put special yeah. stages in there just do everything like fuck it. Ooh, special <laughs> stages that'd be fun. I know they would. I feel if they would ever do something like that, it'd be in like one of those dream sequences. Like somebody has a concussion, mm. they're like, oh well, I saw a world that was like running on a globe or something. Oh, don't make. Nah, just have like the chaos animals do wacky shit and they create crazy zones and have you. It's going to be a quest for the Chaos Emeralds, right? And then Shadow's involved. That's yeah. going to have to be the only way they do it. Yeah. So oh, well, we'll see. We'll, f- it, we'll find out in oh, like, two years' time. Is Shadow going to put a Chaos Emerald on like his gloves? Because they're little now. And that's oh, much more... Co- no. no it's oh, much like more- the Infinity Gauntlet? <laughs> yeah. No, okay, not like that. But Because they, they have the thing at the end of Sonic Adventure 2 where it's like, oh, I've got his bracelet or whatever. So it's like, is he just going to put a Curse Emerald in his bracelet because they're little and they're convenient? And it's just, it's just better for getting characters to do stuff without holding a big fucking thing in their hand all the time. Yeah. Um, questions abound. We'll certainly find out in probably 2024 unless they do a spin-off series. Um, yeah, a lot of questions raised. I don't know. It's cool. It's also annoying. So, And also, I guess the wedding could have been better. So I'm also going to say six out of seven possible Chaos Emeralds. Um, let's go for that perfect seven next time, Jeff. Yeah? Come on, mate. <laughs> like he's yeah, listening. I'm... I don't know. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm going to say six out of seven as well. But like as a, oh, as okay. a as a Sonic fan, it's a six out of seven. If I was like, yeah. if I was being like, oh, I'm a film critic, it's like you know, it's like four out of seven. It's a fun Saturday film. Yeah. watch with the kids. But as a Sonic fan, it's a six out of seven. I think that's it's bank. Yeah, definitely, you have to say it's through that lens. Like you know, yeah, as it was a movie going experience. As a movie-going experience, it was a five. As a film, it was a four. Right. Like as a Sonic it... fan, it's, it's a six. It's nearly a seven, man. It's on the edge. It was... The good bits were seven. The good bits were fucking great. Oh, Enjoyed it. absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. But, like, if if this was the Crash Bandicoot movie, then it'd be like... <laughs> you know, then I wouldn't be giving it a six out of seven. <laughs> then I'd be like, yeah, that was... Yeah, that was fun. That was neat. But I wouldn't be raving about it. I'm raving about it because no. it's got all the stuff I love. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it was done. You know well. how I feel about the war. You know how I feel about the Warcraft movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Now, so you know how I me... feel about that movie. I, I do. Mm. I've heard at length. Um, okay, so let me. I, I talked that. about. Yeah, I talked about how much I hate the Warcraft movie to Lee for longer than it takes to watch the Warcraft movie. <laughs> That's how angry I was about it. It was just like two and a half hours of me being like, and another thing. <laughs> a fucking. Anyway, this movie, yeah, I'm so happy it, had, it didn't feel that way. It had the stuff we wanted to see, and it yes. did justice to it. And it, it, did, yeah. it improved on things, it fleshed things out. Like I think yeah. this is like one of the best versions of Knuckles we've ever had, one of the best mm. versions of Tails we've ever had. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great Robotnik. I enjoyed Robotnik. You could say, oh, it's just Jim Carrey doing his thing. I'm like, yeah, but I like that thing. Yeah, It's nice to see that yeah. again. It felt like the movie I would have wanted as a 10 year old in an all idea. four characters were done absolute justice they were great in my eyes. yeah yeah love it i was very happy with it more stone next time please let's have more stone please we like stone yeah. we love stone i'm gonna go out there and say i love stone i'm in love with stone can i say that Ooh. Oh, oh the plot thing. how many emeralds from you nathan yeah okay fine i'll do the emeralds thing <laughs> yeah go on <laughs> yeah we do them into it i, I hate <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I'm gonna say uh, I think I'll give it like what, four out of seven. Like I oh, think it, it's I don't think like all right again. I want to preface <laughs> all this. Whenever I rate things on my own personal scale, which is out of ten, which I again I hate review scores in general from aggregators and all that. But when I'm assessing stuff for myself, you know, I know what my one to ten scale is, and I for me like you know a six out of ten or a five out of ten is still something that I liked more than I didn't like it yeah so for me a four out of seven right yeah this is like it's a good movie but it's not something that i loved and i think that's fine i think it's again like what i said at the beginning of this episode this is definitely a movie for kids so i'm appreciating it through that context but like my ultimate feeling on this which is kind of funny is that i kind of feel like the first sonic movie is easier to recommend to almost anybody while yeah. this second movie, I feel like I would only recommend to either children or people who are already fans of Sonic. So, children. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're all technically not children. I, well, hopefully not the first movie makes you a fan of Sonic and then you're curious to watch the second one and then you get even yeah. more interested and then you have to figure out how to emulate games because how else are you going to play Sonic 3 and Knuckles? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, well. you can't <laughs> legally play Sonic 1 through 3 and Knuckles yeah, you won't on any modern hardware right now. You certainly can't, and that's not likely to change for the foreseeable future. Uh, yeah. Massive fuck up. Uh, last gasp from me. Sonic um, Origins. Where the fuck is Sonic Origins? You, 
there's a movie coming out with all of those characters in it and you didn't bring out the game to fucking pick and the master it. emerald and the master yeah. emerald jesus sega come on come on fellas <laughs> We, absolute L, L brothers, yeah. Come on, complete loss. <laughs> big L, um, big L. Yeah, is a gigantic L, as all the cool kids in our Discord server would say. That's right. Yeah. Now you might think that would be the end of the episode, but you would be wrong oh, uh, because we still have our closing segment, Lee's House of Pain, oh, yes. Sonic Lee's Underground Pain. song. Are really doing this? Yes. Oh my god! Oh, I thought oh, we yeah. were going to let no. these guys go to sleep. I thought we did that last week. Oh shit! Lee, take it away. All right. Okay, so according to the spreadsheet in front of me. This song comes from the episode The Last Resort, and we're calling it Listen to Your Heart. Oh. <laughs> Ricky Martin. Oh my god. It was like a promising start and then just suddenly terrible. <laughs> ending there yeah. <laughs> uh lee remind us what the scale is uh i know it's one to four one, but... one to four i mean really it could go to five but it's never going to reach five is it so <laughs> four pretty good actually three tolerable two it sucks one listening to it has made your day quantifiably worse uh, I, I want to say I actually like the instrumental backing of this one with like the yes. marimbas or whatever. So like when that started, mm. the first like measure, I was like, oh okay. And then as soon as they started singing, I was like, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, you think it's going to be one I think of that's them? going to be the case. Mm. Yeah, you for think, all of them. You think it's going to be one of those like fun songs you have in the old Donald Duck cartoons where they're teaching you about Latin America, but then it just turned into Sonic Underground. <laughs> so i guess with that i'll say it's a two because i'm yeah i like the instrument i'm gonna at least. i'm gonna go with three kind of for the same reasons also i f- have some residual guilt about giving all of the songs the last time we did this all ones and well they made my day worse is the thing they made them like absolutely worse uh and this one it was like i, I was kind of getting into it so i'll say three i'm going Tolerable. to I'm going to give it a two. I liked the instruments. Um, they could have had a bit more going on with the lyrics. It was no open your heart. Josh? Uh, three. It was all right. 
Yeah, but it's the Tolerable. singing. It's yeah, the no singing, problem. isn't it? It's just the singing. It's just it, a it's horrible, always singing. It's always yeah. singing. Yeah. I'm realizing we've got it graded on a curve. Mm. On a slope, maybe. <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> steep fucking slope. I was, yeah, three. It was fine. It was okay. I was kind of, do you know what? I was having a little bit of a groove over here quietly to myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. I was kind of, I was kind of shaking my head to it. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Listen to three. your heart, girl. Mm. Oh, you'll be singing out tomorrow. Yeah, go on, free. Yeah. Free's fine. Yeah, see, when you're awake at a certain hour, your brain works differently. <laughs> yeah, it is currently, dear listeners, 4.07 in the a.m., <laughs> Oh and, my god! Uh, apparently, I've lost my mind because now uh, Sonia singing about. <laughs> I can't believe Grant is making us do this segment and forcing these <laughs> poor <laughs> bastards to stay awake. Honestly, I'm passing least... the buck to Lee. I'm enjoying no, it. Fine. I'm loving this every time. <laughs> at least it's not... every time we do it. So... At least it's not the game book, man. Fuck that. Would Would you like to hear another little ditty? I'd love so, it. I mean, I'd love no, it. but let's get it on. Well, so this is from the episode Come Out Wherever You Are, and we're going to call it Society Girl. Uh, imagine me going to the debutante bar! I can't no. imagine. Oh, I remember this one. Oh, shit. Is this a material girl? It fucking is. Pretty much. <laughs> Live and learn. Live and learn. Whoa. Foreshadowing. Oh, oh, that was in there. Foreshadow the hedgehogging. Yeah. Oh. You did it. It is like Material Girl if you just stripped out the melody and everything appealing about that. <laughs> it's it's like a mashup of Material Girl and Barbie Girl. Yeah. Mm. Which are it's two, a... two catchy songs. So I'm going to give it a tolerable, a three out of four. I'm going to mm. give it a two. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm going to give that one a three because I disliked it less than the last song <laughs> i think like the singing was like somehow like less annoying maybe it's because the lyrics were less repetitive yeah my immediate reaction was like oh yeah finally a 90s tune and then oh no oh yeah a 90s tune so um yeah no nah, it's a two for me i'm afraid well my cup of tea bin it Okay, well, chuck it in the fucking bin. (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe this next one will be better. It's from the episode "Winner Fakes All," and we're going to call it "Built for Speed." Oh shit! There we go. Oh no! Oh my god! They had to just hit every fucking genre, didn't they? 
What is happening? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Jaleel was really earning those paychecks, huh? <laughs> was that him singing? Oh, I hope not. I've For your sake. no clue. No clue. Who's did that we did? Maybe, maybe up, we should. Out. Yeah, we should look them up. Get them on as guests. <sighs> Can't be bad at one. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> I would love to. Like, yeah, I'm a musician Jaleel myself. <laughs> I would absolutely oh. love that. Um, um, that's a one. Yeah. That was. Mm, oh, yeah. that was miserable. <laughs> and I like the rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted to like the instrument, the the backing instrumental track, uh, but I couldn't. It made my day worse. That's a one. And Josh. Um, yeah, I mean that sucked, but it gets <laughs> it gets it gets a two. I mean, yeah, obviously it sucked, but like it gets a two for me. Um, two points. One one point is for the harmony in that little line. Because I thought that was nice. There's a nice little vocal harmony there that I was like digging on, and then it gets another point because it just sounds like the fucking Chocobo racing from Final Fantasy VII. Um, yeah. So I'm all for it, man. It's that crazy fiddle, you know. I'm into it. I mean, I'm not into it. It was horrible, but you know, it reminded me of things that I do enjoy. So thanks. <laughs> so thanks wow, you're so easy to please, Josh. I you're telling me. I appreciated the trash talking of the Roadrunner and race cars and other things that just aren't as fast as presumably Sonic. I guess. Um, Yeah, and also it didn't make my day worse because I really enjoy your suffering. So two from me. (laughs) What? Sadist. (laughs) Lovely. So our last one for today from the episode A Hedgehog's Home is Her Castle. So is this going to be another Sonya one? Let's see. Let's do it. Well, the song's Let's Do It To It, which is a Sonic catchphrase. So let's do it to it. Let's do it to it.
Mm. One. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've not got the context for this. I've not actually looked up the clip, but I'm imagining it's a bit of a Scooby-Doo scenario where they're running yeah. through doors, getting chased by a mummy, and then the mummy goes yeah. through the door, and then there's two mummies, and the mummy's like, really? What? Oh, what no. this happen? <laughs> and then it, and yeah, and he jumps into his arms, but it's actually the mummy's arms he's jumped into. Oh, oh no! Like, yeah, yeah. like, let's get out of here, Scoob. It did sound like a haunted house sort of vibe. Is that what they were going for? I I guess. Was like the um, and stuff. It is from the episode title "A Hedgehog's Home Is a Castle," so maybe it's a haunted castle. But with it, if you're going yeah. to do a song called Let's Do It To It, you want it to be a bit more of a sonic theme tune, a bit more something definitive rather than something based on a spooky context. That's going yeah. to be a one from me. Yeah, it sucked, huh? <laughs> it was bad. It was... Mm. And it kept going. Like it, it went on for about... 20 seconds longer than I was really yeah. able to tolerate. So. They, they did it to it too much. <laughs> they just kept doing it, didn't they? Just do it to do it. it. Just do it, do it to a, it, but not to me, for fuck's sake. What a crazy pitch Sonic Underground is to, to like, <laughs> we're going to have a song in every episode. In every episode, you have to have a song, and they're clearly, they're not up for it. It was as though they were like, okay, well, you guys, we sold the show where there's a song in every episode. And they were like, what? Shit, we don't have that many songs. We, we barely have a, one tune. We have to make how many songs? Uh, man, I feel bad for them. And I, but so for that reason, I'll give it a two. It sucks, but it, I, that song just made me like feel a sense of pity for the whole Sonic Underground yeah. production. I'm so sorry. We're just this is the up. song that made you realize this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll give it a two. I liked the organ baseline. Fine. Yeah. There we go. And well, your suffering's over for today. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Thanks, Lee. Uh, we'll continue rating the Sonic Underground songs uh, in future episodes, and eventually we'll cap it all off with the Sonic Underground. Uh, full episode but for now that's the episode thanks for joining us we hope you enjoyed our review for movie two we're going to be here with uh, pat casey next week to continue talking about the movie with some deep dive questions Ooh, so stick exciting. around Drake's our best mate insider info oh yeah oh yeah and we're going to put some of the bits on the episode of course but then when we stop recording we'll be like so what happens in the next one? And you don't get to find out, baby. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the GHC privilege the right episode? there. I'm going to... What about my bits? Keep them in your pants, mate. Oh, crafty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go to bed, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>